Hello and welcome to Staying the Course, a podcast on navigating the challenges of lifelong learning. If you are new to the channel, do subscribe if you find this helpful. Our guest for today is Amirul Fazil, an industry professional with 17 years of working experience. Assalamualaikum. How are you, Amirul? Waalaikumsalam, Ashraf. I'm good. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm fine. Enjoying a cold, rainy morning, a uh, rainy evening. Sorry. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Thanks for same here, same here where I am. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for making your time here. Yeah. You're welcome. My pleasure to be here. Fantastic. So in this episode, I'll be speaking to Amirul about how doing uh, an MBA on a part-time mode has benefited him in his professional and personal growth. We are keen to understand how studying while working has benefited him in his uh, profession as a talent development practitioner, as well as his own development as a talent in the organization. Amirul holds an MBA and a BBA from Victoria University, as well as a diploma in fisheries from University Putra Malaysia or UPM. With that, I'll go to my first question. Amiro, tell us about yourself. All right, thank you very much, Ashraf. Uh, I would like to uh, say thank you again. I am very honored to uh, be invited to your podcast today. And I'm very happy to be here to share uh, some of my life experiences, which includes studying part-time um, MBA and also the benefits that it has on my career as well as personal development. Mm. All right. So continuing on with the introduction by Ashraf about myself. Yeah, 17 years. I have primarily been in the uh, banking operations and also banking, right? Mm. Um, and now I am with uh, Sam W. Berhad as the uh, group talent manager. So I am married, um, three kids, one wife, right? Mm-hmm. And it is important for me to highlight uh, the status why it has a relation to um, the challenges of actually doing a part-time MBA and also I would say a little bit of um, sacrifice, if that's the right word right, that you would do or you would encounter, but in order for you to improve yourself. And that's what I did. Okay. Um, I started off with uh, a very different path than I am currently in, right? But those experiences have actually built me and made who I am today. So I started off with a global bank. Um, and well, if you can see it in you can see in my LinkedIn with HSBC, actually with the customer service, mm. right? Um, it helped me to to calculate, uh, to inculcate a different understanding of different cultures. Because why? Yes, I was in a call center, but not for Malaysian customers. Mm. It was for UK customers. So without stepping foot into the UK, I learned about the UK culture. Um, I even learned about the postcodes, where they are from, which village, which city. So it's, but Asraf 
my friend here has actually been there, lived there, right? So maybe, maybe one fine day, uh, I'll be able to to uh, follow Ashray's rules. Um, yeah, so that's a bit of myself from the beginning, and then uh, always in banking and operations, and then but now people think, eh, how come are you in talent and learning, right? And learning and development. So it started with my. It's actually started with HSBC itself because. After a year of uh, being a call center executive, I was promoted to become an assistant manager in the academy. Okay, so what do you mean by academy? It is a place where we train new hires. So that started off my, well, formal or informal journey into learning and development, right? So I was training newbies uh, to take on uh, calls from customers from the UK. Okay, uh, but after a year of doing that, I went into operations again, and then I joined Standard Chartered um, as a manager of operations. Again, it's banking operations in Treasury. Um, after a couple of years, okay, after a couple of years, what I've done is then I've actually sat down and thought about my path, my path, right, my career. What do I want to do next really uh, at that time I've not taken the step into an MBA yet so giving that background uh, so from banking operations contact center had a chance to actually delve into um, training a little bit right so going on to standard chartered uh, or scope or standard chartered operations at that point of time there was actually an opportunity for me because they have actually thought about, they means the management, thought about creating a technical training team. You know why? Because at that point of time, um, and me as a manager, when, when hiring newbies or receiving new hires, uh, the training structure was not there. So they're trying to implement it, right? So I looked at it and said that, hey, why don't I use my experience in doing it? At the same time, Astrid, I was thinking, what about me? I want to develop myself, okay? So I had a discussion with my current, sorry, my previous head of department at that point of time. And in my head, I already have, I want to get a formal and pursue a formal education that would benefit me and the organization as well, right? And that's when I decided to actually do my MBA. That was in 20, a lit, uh, 2011. Okay, you just can't get into into a role immediately. Um, as you know, you are in a in a in a corporate line, right? So it takes time. But this has been planned out earlier. So as soon as I had the opportunity, um, I moved on from a managing operations role to the manager of technical training, and at the same time, I enrolled into the MBA. Yeah. So it was a part-time MBA program uh, with Victoria University. Um, and at that point, I was already married with one son. Yeah. So what I felt was beneficial for an MBA for me at that point of time, from the background that I have, right? And then going on with that, it is very important for, for me to develop further, okay? To understanding and how I would govern or even lead a team 
and a bigger team. Although I was already leading, I feel that I'm still lacking in certain areas, right? And having the time to actually develop myself during my, well, so-called nine to five job, uh, it's a bit difficult, a bit difficult. You have to make time for yourself, right? right? Right. Uh, I'm 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 interested to know because you began in operations call in 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 the in the in the uh, call services, and then you went into the academy, and you were developing others, and then suddenly it it uh, dawned on you that what you are doing to yourself, and then you wanted to pursue um, your own qualification, right? What were the considerations that you made, Amirul, at that point of time, knowing that you have a very demanding job? I'm looking at the description here and I don't think um, yeah. it, there's a walk in the park. I, I think that's a very demanding job. And then building a very young family at the time and then adding on the commitment with this. What was the thought process? Talk us through at that point in late 2011, 2012, before you, before you step foot into the classroom at that program. Okay. Yeah. So, at that point of time, right? So, uh, going back a little bit, uh, back to, to the HSBC days. Mm. So, after a year, after about maybe 15 months, so from what we call a sole contributor or individual contributor, right? I'm going to become an assistant manager in the academy where I was. Uh, I had my first experience in people management, right? Mm. I had people reporting into me. Um, and, and, and being young, and at that point of time, the company was really growing at a very fast pace. We easily had, um, in a month, about 20 over to 30 people, okay? And one batch, that's only 20. But then there's a couple of batches coming in every other week. It was very busy period, right? Um, so, so the development for the assistant managers was not stressed upon. I see. Uh, that that was my experience. So we we had to tend for ourselves, so to say. But at the same time, also, uh, my manager at that time was very helpful, uh, give advice. But on a formal training per se, at that point of time, I was giving out the formal training instead of mm. receiving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I was developing myself. So at, at, at that point of time, because why it's important I'm sharing this is because that this is when I reminisces when I was in Senate Charter, I was thinking, hey, I didn't go through any sort of formal leadership program. Mm. Okay, so basically they say that you are good at what you do uh, and we expect you to just pick it up from there, which is fine. Okay, you you are able to do it in such, but if you are in a structured um, leadership program, so to say, or leadership path, or any sessions that would be very helpful, which I'll cover a bit later, uh, because that's what I did in Citibank, um, it's, it's going to be very beneficial, and that's how I see it. So through my experience, I wouldn't want anybody, hopefully, don't go through it in such a way that how I did. Okay. Mm. If you go through, yeah, because, um, so then when I reached Senate Charter and I was doing uh, the role of manager of operations, at that point of time, um, a little bit of background, if somebody who is maybe yourself or anybody who's hearing this podcast, 
knows about the financial markets. So I was doing the operations, mm. foreign exchange and money market. Mm. And it was not just for Malaysia, but literally <laughs> managing a team of 24 hours, seven days a week. Why? Because when Japan rises and they transact in the financial markets, right? That's when the day starts, supposedly for Asian. But there's also the US. So the US doesn't start until 9 at night, Malaysia time. Yeah. And finishes at 6 in the morning or 7 in the morning. But by market conditions, they only close at 8. By the time they close, Japan is already up. <laughs> and then people will say, oh, but then you have your Saturday and Sundays. I'll say no, because what about the Middle East? Hmm. The Middle East. On Sunday, right? Okay, it's a, yeah, it's a bit peculiar <laughs> because why? They have... The Friday off, definitely. Mm. But certain countries, Asri, they work on a Saturday or a I Sunday. See, yeah, yeah. So, so then, the team is on 24-7, right? Mm. And that's where it was a challenge for me, like you say, for me to continue on with mm. furthering uh, my studies and developing myself. Mm. So I had, my thought process was then that I have to make the move now rather than later. Mm, okay? yeah. So while I was doing my, my daily operations work, okay, it did occur to me, but I did not have an opportunity. So this is by chance as well. So for you guys out there who's listening, yes, you want to do it so much, but for me, I would consider myself to be at the right place at the right time because... As I mentioned earlier, there was an opportunity to become the manager of technical training. Remember, they wanted to set up, yes, they wanted to set up that role and set up that team. So I had that opportunity and the first thing I heard about it was just in a planning phase. Mm. But even at that point of time, I would advise everybody, you know what you want, speak up. And that's what I did. I informed my manager and my head of department at that time, give me a chance to do this. Mm. Yeah, so give me a chance to do this. I see it as a chance for me to actually share my knowledge, right? Whatever that I have uh, picked up and experience and skills I picked up during um, being the manager of operations. But at the same time, when you become the technical training, um, then the stress and also the timelines becomes less. Mm. It is a known fact. Yeah, because then I wouldn't be managing such a big team. Mm. Okay, it will be lesser. So, with that, I'm able to then plan myself to be able to enter and enroll into an MBA program. I see. So- okay, that's the first consideration. Mm-hmm. Then there's the next consideration, Ashraf. Which MBA to choose? Nah, that was my other question. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, good. Great minds think alike. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, which so, anyway, MBA? Many of our yeah, which have that question, MBA, right? Correct. And some more, Ashraf. It was part time. Mm. Imagine if I if I can afford to do it full time. Yeah. Example. I, I don't really have to worry. There's tons, right? Okay. 
uh, even in Malaysia, let's not even talking about abroad, just Malaysia alone, uh, you can do part-time, you can do full-time. Okay. Number which MBA, which will suit my growing family and I'm still working full-time, MBA part-time, right? So the, the, the option of doing full-time MBA um, was not an opportunity for me. <laughs> so yeah. it, it is um, part-time. So full-time working with a growing family and uh, part-time MBA. So I, I, did, I did my research. I actually went to a few universities and I encourage anybody who would want to pursue an MBA, either part-time or full-time, to go to the schools. Campus um, visit. Of course. Yes, you definitely do a campus visit and that's what I did. I went to see the director of the programs. They are more than happy and more than willing to host you. Um, from my own personal experience, I say I can guarantee that. Why? Because that was my experience. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know, Asif, maybe you could share as well uh, mm. after this. Um, uh, why did you settle with, for example, Derham? Why did you do your MBA example, right? Yeah. And maybe after I, I, I explain myself here, why, which I chose. Because when I wanted to choose a part-time, for example, most universities will have day... Um, number one, either thesis or coursework, right? I have to admit, uh, thesis uh, or projects, um, I'm not a big fan. Mm. I know, I know. That's why I know that that I'm still contemplating about where you are now, which is the the postgraduate PhD mode. <laughs> See on my mind because then where to do thesis, most of it, right? So so coursework for me, for me. Now then, number one. So about your uh, preferences and also you know where you stand. So I know that I'm going for coursework. Most coursework MBA, um, 6.30, 9.30 at night, mm. two or three times a, a week, most. Okay. So what I found with VU is their classes are on weekends. Mm. And, and if you have once in six weeks, you will have an extended weekend. Why? Yes. Uh, you'll have visiting lecturers, you'll have big projects. So you'll have to spend Friday evening. So you do have to take time off a bit on Friday, which is, I think, acceptable for every once in two months or so. Yeah. Full yeah. Saturday, full Sunday. Wow. But every week, Asrif, every single week, hmm. there'll be classes. Hmm. Yeah. So, so you sacrifice, right? So that's, that's why you have to, 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 to weigh the options. I have... My full-time job, Monday to Friday, I fully concentrate on it. Weekends are the time where I actually attend class uh, and see my, my assignment mates. Don't forget, it's coursework. So there will always be projects, mm. always be assignments, right? Always be presentation. Uh, there are times when, when I do meet up uh, during the workday at night. But it's a lot easier rather than attending formal classes that you have to attend to. And you don't want to miss classes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... So VU MBA had uh, the program, as I said, the structure um, actually fits my schedule. I see. And let's not talk about the fees yet. Lah, huh? So talk about all that, but it's a lot. But I'm talking today about personal development and mm -hmm. fitting it into um, my wants and needs and for also my career. Mm. And at that point of time, VU MBA, right, actually had, two special 
um, what say courses, subjects, sorry, subjects hmm. on ERP. Not SAP. Yeah, SAP? for SAP. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, system. SAP. Yeah, so 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 for SAP, so I actually learn SAP. So it's a technical knowledge that is something very different uh, for operations and logistics. Wow. So I have so so the the cert has it, and my transcript has it, right? If if I decided to change course and go and venture into a different industry, see, hmm. so there's a lot of consideration, and I've just told you there's a lot. So the structure, the benefits of an MBA, and what I could learn from it, hmm. right? Hmm. Uh, that's just the very basic considerations for my uh, MBA. Right, right. So you know, there's the evening mode, there's mm. the weekend mode, uh, mm. and there's now recently the emergence of more distance learning slash online options. Yeah, uh, and some are delivered on the modular mode, right? And view um is delivered in Sunway, I guess, at the time. Yes. Okay. Yes, at that at that time it was delivered in Sunway College. I see. So. My my question is, you your schedule is super packed now, right? What were some of the approach or method that you used to ensure that you have demarcated your time to attend to your commitments accordingly at the time? How do you make sure that your well being is okay? Everything that relates to the family is is in order. Everything at work, the boss is okay. And assignments are are in check because the nature of your job at the time when you went into this this role, as you said earlier, is just round the clock, right? So how did yes. you manage the time? Okay, now how we how I make the time and how we plan it, right? Okay, let's not forget the topic for today. Hmm. It is for personal development, and I really learn from it. Really, so why you think what? You think about when you say that oh, just organize yourself. You will do it in such a way that you're so used to it, and you'll carry it into your daily life, even after you've completed your MBA, and also in your career. Mm. Okay, so there are a few factors, um, and also a few methodology that I've put in that I've actually used. It is not alien to everybody. Okay, uh, some of you will say ah, okay, I also do that. So, for example, when you say planning. Okay, I was not good at planning, and I don't claim to be very good at it now because I still have feedback about my planning. Okay, but planning really planning is very 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 important. People say, "Oh no, it's okay. We'll just go with the flow." I'm like, "Okay, great," but it is when you plan, and I have actually planned it even beforehand. I switch roles. Switching roles in the corporate world is not as easy as going to your manager saying that okay next week I want to do a different role and you'll get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, you're chuckling because you know it is not true. No. You have to plan it, right? Yeah, you have to plan it. So when I decided to enroll, I got in. Okay, so that has been uh, done and dusted. So now I'm already in. Mm. I already know my class is going to start next week. Okay, I already know that I need to spend time during the weekend on classes. Will affect my family time, and also obviously, uh, when I think about what I need to study and what I need to do assignment, it will affect my work. So it's very important that you actually inform number one your family members. 
Mm. Okay, if you're married, your spouse. If you're not married, mm. whoever that you're with, parents or siblings, so that they do understand that you are putting in that commitment. Communication is vital, not just for your life, but for everything, right? So your manager, okay, my manager at that time. So I told you just now that give me the chance so that I can go into it and then, you know, I can also continue with my MBA. So they already knew beforehand what I want to do and they are supportive, okay? My previous organization, oh, sorry, the organization when I was with, uh, when during my MBA, Ashraf, mm. they actually have a benefit of study leave. Ah, uh, yep. Yep. Ah, uh, see? Uh, see, all this comes into planning. Mm. It will not touch your annual leave. Mm-hmm. So because my manager was also supportive of me developing myself with getting an external accreditation, right? Um, so what happens is that there is a number of days. Uh, sorry, my memory is not so good now, but <laughs> no, it was between eight to ten, eight to ten. Eight to ten working days. So it's see, more than enough, right? Yeah. So eight to ten working days, and and I was able to actually use it not for the exam day itself, but leading to my examination, if any. Okay. So during my MBA, because of the 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 way it is structured, there was twelve to fourteen subjects. Not every subject had a final exam. Yeah, some were some were assignment based, right? Uh, some some um had a few modules in between. No need to study, uh, but you need to complete the assignments. So back to your question, number one is planning, and how I did it is because when I plan, I know what's gonna happen for every day, every weekend. There really, literally, is a planner that I have mm. with the dates. Okay. Uh, when I'm supposed to take annual leave, as you know, Hari Raya, for example, yeah. uh, end of the year, for example, okay? And um, my MBA did not account Hari Raya as a holiday. I see, yeah. Okay. They follow yeah. the... Melbourne, yeah, Australian. <laughs> so, uh, but, 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 Chinese New Year is a holiday. So during the Chinese New Year period, if it during that week, right? Okay, mm. so I we get one week off. Mm. So I I actually counted that as, uh, I actually factored that into my planning. I see. So when I can go on holiday, when I can take a break, mm. when do I need to concentrate? And in my in my work at that time, Asref, mm-hmm. we will have the low the middle, and also the high peak season. So you would know your structure. So please understand uh, that you need to plan and understand the nature of your work. Mm. How stressful it is. It is very important to communicate and also plan it out. Uh, So people say, oh no, but it's very basic. The most basic stuff is the most important. Yeah. And then um, there are... um, family trips Mm -hmm. that you will need to forego, Mm -hmm. occasions that you need to forego. I'm just giving you an example that if you have a cousin's wedding to attend that weekend, Mm. you have then to weigh yourself. 
how important is that wedding and whether you have exams or not mm. or you have to submit an assignment or you have a presentation. Mm. Okay? All that, I'm very sorry to say, has taken A. <laughs> yeah. Step back. And then, yeah. you know, it's yeah. the second priority to what you need to do. Yeah. So, when you do that, right, what do you actually do? So I improved on my communication skills. Mm. I'm better at planning. I am better at stakeholder management. Mm. Right? Mm. And I am better at controlling my emotions. Yeah. EQ is very important. Why I save that for last is because, Asri, there are times when you personally, I personally, like you say, was bogged down with work, assignments, and demands from the family. Mm. Yeah. So at that point of time, self-awareness is very important. You need to be self-aware of what you're capable or not capable to do. Right. So if you just throw away and do not care about yourself, that is very important because mm. then you wouldn't be self-aware. I'm not going to go into EQ, but anyway, so, 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 so from there, I developed myself. Right. So that's very important, right? And mm-hmm. don't forget, when you're doing assignments and projects, you'll never do it alone in MBA. And that's why I pursued an MBA. Mm-hmm. Okay? You build your networks. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, I feel, from a personal development side, you will actually meet people from different industry yeah. different seniority okay that's not it male female different religion different nationalities different culture different way of uh, different work of style yeah that's that for me are lessons itself mm. mm-hmm. and I use it back at work especially at work because I was in a multinational corporation so I understand more. I had, uh, I had colleagues who were from Bangladesh, mm. right? From India, from Sri Lanka, from Australia, from Singapore, okay, of course, Malaysia, even the UK. So there's so many nationalities I forgot. I think there was one from Fiji, one from Solomon Islands. Anyway, mm. so you learn their different cultures and how they work. And that to me is very valuable. Mm. Right, right. So I think I'm just capturing some points here. You spoke about the, the importance of planning, informing the family members, being clear with communications. You talk about the sacrifices of foregoing some of the events, stakeholder management, controlling emotions, collaboration and network as well at the same time. This is at the heart of our conversation today, right? it all adds up to your own personal development. And like you said earlier, it continues when you have completed your MBA even, right? So my my next question is, how has doing study and work at the same time help you in terms of application of concept to practice, theory to practice, application and so forth? You mentioned ERP earlier. I think that's quite technical yep. in terms of actual skill and putting it to practice. How was the experience of going class that weekend 
and coming into that Monday as Amirul with some additional uh, bullets in the <laughs> artillery, you know, some, <laughs> some additional knowledge. How was that for you in enrich- en- enrichment, self-enrichment? Okay. All right. I think that is very important. Okay. Because you must be fully aware the MBA that you're choosing, what are the courses and what's the subjects that are being taught. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some you would be able to apply immediately. Like you said, you've learned, learned it over the weekend. You've got some additional um, ammunition to bring into Monday. There are some subjects like that. So for example, um, at that point, I was not a, a HR professional yet. I was in operations, right? But there was strategic human resource management. But what for me happened was uh, that I could apply immediately was organizational behavior. Mm. right mm. Uh, and strategic marketing okay mm. so with OP right so with organizational behavior then you inside there inside that particular subject um, we talked about if I can remember and recall uh, there was about stakeholder management and communication okay exactly what I've been informing you on uh, what I've learned and also personal development so there were a few strategies of there are certain theories that we can use if, for example, you're dealing with um, senior stakeholders. Mm. Okay. So it didn't, I, I will admit that it's not that Monday itself, but it's quite near yeah. in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So so but then when you when when you learn and then suddenly you say, hey, I'm actually supposed to actually I have a proposal and I need to speak to this person. Mm. Okay. And then there were theories inside it were saying that, for example, number one, get to know this person. Uh, this is very basic, yeah. I'm not going to go through what subject and what, what's the theory, but then um, uh, get to know that person, right? Get insights from other people within the organization. Hmm. You have to actually look at how you can approach which type of medium that this person likes to be approached on, either on email or face-to-face hmm. or even phone, okay? So example like that. So that actually helped me um, with the theories and application from uh, the subjects I've done in MBA into my work. Mm. Uh, there are some that's very direct. But there are some, for example, the ERP or the SAP system, I was not able to practice it immediately. Yeah, Because my line of work did not involve any of it at all. But I know for a fact, some of my classmates did want to do it mm. because of the uh, SAP subject, which is great. Uh, but from my own personal experience, it's more on OB, right? It's more on marketing. Um, although when you talk about marketing, people think, oh, it's marketing product. Mm. But in MBA, right, what I've learned is it's about marketing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you are the product. You are the brand, right? Yeah. So that is very important as well. How you position the brand. Right. When you go in, don't take it as face value. Um, when you say position the brand, I did learn it's how you want to position yourself at the, uh, what do you call it, top of mind of your bosses, for example. How do you do that? What do you need to do? And I actually did it. Okay. Uh, I didn't really care about my brand, so to say. Hmm. So when I go into it, the lecturer um, just so happened was my degree lecturer as well. And he's been there. So he's been you know, talking about marketing for so long. <laughs> but I took his advice and it's about branding myself. 
mm. but how I put it out. So, for example, even the way you dress and the way uh, you capture their attention mm. will be yeah top of mind. Okay. Mm. Um, that is how some of the application that I have used straight into my career. Right. Uh, for me, it was corporate finance. I know very, very mm. little about, about finance in general. But um, although it was mostly, you know, managerial accounting, corporate finance, quite high level, but I was able to then converse with my peers who are from hardcore finance. Uh-huh. And, then, you know, it doesn't sound too alien for me. So, you know, I think that's one of the beauty of doing it part-time, the immediacy of application of knowledge. But right, like, like you said, you know, some of them were more for the long run, right? So you develop that in the long run. Now, you grad finish your program 2013. We're in 2021. We're going to 2022 soon. It's been eight years. And one global pandemic later, the way people are learning have changed, right? Um, we are seeing the rise of micro-credentials. Um, massive open online courses are becoming more prevalent. Um Uh, micro masters is another form of qualification as well. It is a hot question these days. Is the MBA still relevant in the world of professional development and talent development? Or are other alternatives trying to overtake the relevance of the MBA in the world of professional development today? What's your opinion? I would agree uh, that it is a hot topic now. Mm. However, however, I believe when you yourself were, were starting to pursue your MBA, you would also have at that time heard that they will say, or some people ask you, why do you need to do an MBA? Yeah. What value does it bring to you? I actually got that question as well. Yeah. And I'm going to continue on also right now with technology, right? You know, like, like for example, Zoom. Yeah. At that point of time, in 2012, I think we had WebEx. But it was not really accessible to the public. It was expensive. Yeah. Uh, even using WebEx, the connection was not great. But of course, it improved what, throughout the years. And with YouTube becoming very mainstream. Yes, it has been around, right? Mm. But I right now, there's so many mediums for you to learn. Mm. Okay? You can go on YouTube. Uh, you can go and I would say learn as well. Uh, even from Clubhouse <laughs> through their yeah. podcast, right? You just need to choose the right room, yeah? So, so <laughs> then, then podcast like like yourself here, like ourselves, what we are doing, right? Sharing our experiences. Um, there's a lot of free and paid on-demand learning right. online. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that is even for public and also for corporates. Uh, there's so many. There's so many that you can learn from, uh, technical and non-technical, yeah. right? But for me, uh, I think I've, ex- I've shared this a bit earlier about planning. Mm. and about structure mm. okay and of course uh, the credentials the accreditation and 
how do I see it? the credibility? Mm. Okay, right. Like it or not, in the corporate world, ah, uh, in the corporate world, um, it has its weight. Mm. Okay. Um, for me personally. I have not ventured on as an entrepreneur, so I cannot give a view from that angle, right? right. I am being very honest, mm-hmm. being in a multinational corporation, not just now for the past three or four, right? Mm-hmm. Um, weight is given for credibility and accreditation to your. Formal education and also um, your formal achievement, mm. so to say, yeah. Mm. So when you say that, oh, that that there is no one going to say that you must take an MBA for you to get promoted. Mm. No, no, no. I didn't. Ah, mm. uh, I didn't get. <laughs> so no. <laughs> No one in the no boss will say okay you go MBA you come back I will make you senior manager or head of department. Yeah. It doesn't work that way, right? But it is what you have or you are going to learn, and you implement it back. Hence, the application of theory into your real work is mm-hmm. very important as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, yes, with all the channels of learning. Mm. Okay, um, all the information that is out there mm. with an MBA, good reputation MBA will have structure, will involve um, faculty that has the necessary experience in order for them to actually imp. Part their knowledge and for you to gather them and for you to get them for you to apply. Okay. It's for me. It is still very relevant. Mm. A lot of organize. Okay, I wouldn't say a lot, but number of organizations are still sponsoring. Okay, are still sponsoring, either through a yayasan mm. or not. That they are, they still value MBA as the go-to or the postgraduate line, oh. um, and for me, it is still very, very much valuable. Hmm. The keyword that I relate strongly is structure. With all the knowledge that's available out there, because I lack discipline. Or because I need structure, that's what the MBA brings for me. There's a goal at the end, and there's structure that it gives you, so that I'm always kept on my toes in ensuring that assignments get done, readings are done, and you mentioned also about networking, building self confidence. They all come together in the whole experience, right, Mirol? So, my my next question is. Already on today, you are actively sharing to young graduates, new graduates, about um, how they should pursue their own self development. 
we were in the same conference uh, as speakers once upon a time. Um, and you continuously actively share your insights uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, and I think it brings great value to the, to the uh, demography out there. So I view yourself as a lifelong learner as well. With the MBA experience and learning on the job that you're undergoing now, what form of learning are you undertaking today? And what is next for Amirul Fazil when it comes to learning? Okay. So right now, at this point of time, I would say that that is the traditional approach mm. and also non-traditional approach. Okay. okay. What do I mean by that? So what's traditional approach in the corporate world for learning? For example, you attend classroom sessions, mm. right? You attend virtual sessions uh, for either soft skills or for technical skills. Okay. You join uh, conferences to get insights from the industry. So that's very traditional. Oh, don't forget. Okay. About e-learning. I would say e-learnings. All right. I am on a couple of platforms that is within my organization and outside of my organization. That's very traditional and still ongoing. Mm-hmm. Let's not even talk, talk about the pandemic now. Even beforehand, way back when I started working or even the university, e-learnings were already there and it still continue to be. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, I think some people still forget or have forgotten how this looks like. What is this? It's a book that you can feel and touch and read. And I got this, okay, just a few months ago. Uh, it is not in Malaysia. Oh. Uh, I ordered it uh, through Amazon. It's driving performance through learning. Hmm. Okay. Okay, so to answer the question, yes, those are the traditional methods that I'm still pursuing. Yeah. Okay. Furthermore, as part of my responsibilities, I am looking at various traditional ways to roll out uh, to the uh, rest of the organization, Mm. to the rest of my colleagues, whether junior or senior, or even middle management, right? So hence why I'm doing it also. I see. What about Mm. non-traditional? Non-traditional that has come for me, for example, for me, non-traditional are the ones that you don't feel or see or even think about, hey, that is actually learning. Ah, okay. 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 I'm going to ask you, Asif, what do you think of LinkedIn as a learning platform? Not LinkedIn learning, yeah? Just LinkedIn. I think it's fantastic. You learn. I think it's From a learning perspective? Yeah. Because there are several modes of learning. Yeah. People like you, whom I follow, there's learning from experience sharing, from pages like the Harvard Business Review, which I follow. Yeah. There's learning in terms of research output. Yeah. And 
from other practitioners or other uh, learning providers, for example, or universities, I learn about how to be better at my job. So it seems like we're just scrolling, like right. I think yeah, among it's, all it's the like scroll, that. yeah, among all the scrolling that I do, some people call it doom scrolling. LinkedIn is the most productive one. Yeah. Forget Instagram and the others. LinkedIn yeah. is the most productive one. That's my view, uh, Mira. Correct. So that's why, Asif. Then, do you think then that is traditional learning? Oh, interesting. I think that is non-intentional. Non and <laughs> non-traditional. I think it's non-traditional. Yeah, so that's what I mean by non-traditional. Number one, it is non-traditional in the sense that you think that it's just doom scrolling, right? <laughs> yeah. You follow people, but why do you follow? I have uh, so then when it becomes uh, intentional, but still non-traditional in nature. I intentionally follow you. Because of your insights into mm. lifelong journey. Mm. I do also follow certain individuals because of their expertise, right? Mm. In, for example, HR industrial relations. Right. They can relate uh, results of court cases into layman's term. And I'm learning. But if I go into a traditional learning, I will actually sign up for their workshops. Mm. Yeah. So, for example, so more more on non-traditional. Mm. Uh, we touched about one of the um, okay, podcast and also audios. Mm. Again, it's the same thing, but you have to choose it wisely, obviously, right? right. <laughs> so, so instead of non-intentional, I intentionally seek out because um, besides reading, okay, as an adult learner. <laughs> Mm. I also learn better when I see and when I do. Mm. Uh, there's so many of us out there that, for example, will actually want to hear things. Why? They might be driving. And some people, for example, even like myself, I have to drive one way 40 kilometers to work. Mm. And not considering the traffic jam yet, <laughs> it might be 40 minutes lah. Mm. It could be more, right? Yeah. At that point of time, you can choose music or podcast. Mm. Which one do you want? Mm. Is driving in a car <laughs> learning in a traditional sense? Non-traditional. Some people say, yeah, yeah. Mm. Huh? Sorry? I think it's non-traditional because it's learning on the go. Yeah, and when the pandemic hits us, mm. okay, there's a lot more uh, learning that has happened, mm-hmm. whether you you whether everybody realize it or not. Okay, people for the first time knows that they can actually work from home. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. they can actually uh, not just learn, but actually do work. They mm-hmm. can manage their time and they can plan properly. And why I say plan properly? So, for example, like me with three kids and the wife at home and I need the space uh, maybe quiet at time, right? Because when I'm in a video conference, so you actually learn on how to manage that. 
Mm. I've been lucky because I've been able to manage that. For example, during my MBA, how do I divide time yeah. with the family? So those are just some examples of my continuous lifelong traditional and non-traditional mm. learning. Mm. Yeah. So and that's some of it. And also intentional and unintentional. Ah, right. Definitely. Okay. So I only have one more question for you. But before I go to the last question, I have three key, three key takeaways that I've jotted down here from our conversation. At the point when you decided to pursue an MBA amidst the hectic Uh, nature of your role I think there's an element of clarity there I think you had the clarity of purpose and I think that's super important in taking the first step of deciding yes, yes I will pursue any form of study it could be PhD or so forth right one number two while you were managing and juggling time across the commitments that you have you stress a few times on the value of planning in the most um in the deepest sense of the word, right? Because I think you went to a point of really thinking, not minute by minute, but at least knowing how the day would pan out and, you know, practicing and applying that into your management. And you couple it with communication as well. Yeah, so I think that's the second key takeaway, planning communication. And number three, from the, the recent, the last question that we had earlier, continuous learning does not have to happen in a formal traditional setting only. It can happen with non-traditional, unintentional, um, unconventional modes of learning, especially as technology comes into play. Yeah. So clarity of purpose, number two is on planning and communication, and number three, traditional and non-traditional. And I'm sure our listeners would have more that they have they have they've gathered from this conversation definitely more yeah my last question uh, amiron the listeners of this podcast are mostly people who are considering toying with the idea of should i should i not do i have the time do i have the energy do i have the funding for me to pursue and so forth as somebody who had done it uh formally with that MBA qualification and now continuously doing learning, what is your advice for others who aspire to study part-time? Okay. So based on my experience and I've shared some and the key uh, points also uh, was caught by Asif, right? Mm. Okay. is actually knowing what you want okay. that clarity mm. so if you say that I want to learn there are many ways to learn mm. there are traditional non-traditional ways you can learn anytime right mm. but if you say then I want to learn get the necessary qualification for either your own self okay or it's a requirement for your job mm. Okay, actually, if it's a requirement for your job, it's even easier. Lah. You have to do it, right? But it is for your own personal development. Right. Okay. You know that is what you want and you will pursue it. Mm. So my advice is, if you know what you want, 
don't do things half-heartedly. Mm. Don't do it because I really am free now. I don't know what to do. I think I'll go and take MBA. <laughs> I, I don't think so. It will work that way. Yeah. Right? Because like I mentioned earlier, I did some shopping <laughs> in that sense, right? Because I wanted to know which MBA would be able to give me most value and would fit into my schedule. Okay? I don't go and talk to people in a sense that, oh, you need encouragement. Mm. Okay? Because I'm going to quote this, uh, and I'll tell you who the quote is from. I don't know if it's true or not. Maybe you've heard this quote before. <laughs> if you need encouragement words, then don't do it. Mm. Have you heard it before? I see. No, no, no. But uh, my first uh. Because if you if you need encouragement to do something, right, especially MBA, mm. well, go and do, go and pursue. It's very good for you. It's not coming from you. It becomes half-hearted and you wouldn't be able to mm. enjoy, even enjoy and complete it. And even if you complete it, it's just for the sake of getting it. For me, the value is not getting the accreditation or completion. The value of the MBA is the journey. Mm-hmm. And I cherish it until today. Mm-hmm. And yes, to some of you say, oh, are you still in touch with your with your previous classmates or classmates or assignment mm-hmm. mates? The answer is, of course, yes. Mm. Especially with the power of social media. Yeah. The answer is yes. You will continue on. And that's my two cents worth of advice to anybody out there who's contemplating and still thinking about going for an MBA. Know what you want and go for it. So with that, that marks the end of our conversation today, Amirul. I, number one, I greatly appreciate your time and I greatly appreciate your stories because I think you have nicely illustrated um, knowing what you want as you uh, pursue the MBA and um, I think your words of wisdom today inshallah will go a long way uh, in the journey of our own listeners as they chart their personal development with that Amirul my prayers and my best wishes for you in your future undertaking both professionally and personally will be in touch for sure <laughs> definitely Asri. right definitely definitely because to all the uh, to all the listeners out there, mm. where I live is where Asref works. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and where and where I work, he's nearby. He's nearby. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. so we will we'll yeah. update all of you if something does happen in the near future. And and yeah, my prayers and thoughts to your family as well. Uh, good luck, Asref, for your career, right? And your and oh, not forgetting, career is one thing, right? Everybody, all of you know this, Asref is uh, now pursuing his PhD. One <laughs> fine day, hopefully sooner than later, you know, I'll be addressing him as Dr. Asref. <laughs> uh, I mean... Hey, thank I you mean. very much. I'm, I'm, I'm very honoured to be here and I'm very happy and delighted uh, I, will, I was able to share... Uh, my experiences are safe. Thank you so much for inviting me. The pleasure is mine, brother. Thank you. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam.